0: Savvy. 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 This is the Money Savvy podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Peter Mero and Soko.
1: Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast, I'm Bidu Melonzoko. As parents, we want to set up our children for future success. A major part of this is ensuring they have access to the best education we can afford. And for some parents, this may include investing on their behalf and saving for a lump sum to set them up when they begin their adult life. If this is your aim, but you are unsure which products to use to achieve your goal, Craig Torr, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest, is here to shed some light. Welcome, Craig.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Jimmy. Looking forward to the discussion.
1: It's recommended that you start saving for your child's high school and tertiary education as soon as they are born. But what if you are unable to? Is it too late to start at a later stage?
0: Look, it's, it's never too late to start, but it, of course, it does become more difficult, um, the later one leaves it. But one has to bear in mind that kids are quite expensive from the day they're born. So uh, a lot of those costs that you incur are already built into your budget. So, um, you know, for example, even going to pre primary may cost, uh, you know, half as much as actual school does. So the difference that you have to fund when they get to school and university is not, not always as much of a problem as one would imagine, just because you're used to having them in your budget already.
1: When saving for your child's education, should you focus on funding good quality primary, high school or tertiary education or all of them?
0: Look, I think a, a good grounding is essential and, uh, you know, I'm not an education specialist. So uh, all I can comment is from a personal perspective, uh, I think if you can give your children the best in all three, that that is obviously first prize. And that should be something one should strive towards.
1: How much did you ideally aim to have saved up for both tertiary and secondary education?
0: So what I did, I, I ran some numbers uh and a typical high school, and I'm talking from personal experience um a government uh, a very good government school in Cape Town costs sixty thousand rand a year uh, so in order to fund to have a lump sum the day that your child is born uh, to be able to cover five years of tertiary education, at 60,000 rand per year in today's terms. You need about 170,000 rand as a lump sum the day they're born. So, that 170,000 rand uh, adequately invested at a growth rate of inflation plus 4% will or should grow to a point where it can support five years of, of high school education. The scenario that we, that we ran for university, a typical University of Cape Town sort of undergrad uh, degree costing 75,000 rand a year. That would be the tuition. So again, you have, you've got a little bit more time on your hands because you've got until the child turns 18 for the money to grow. So the lump sum required would be about 145,000. So I hope those numbers help, you know, it's just really a case of saying how much would you need on the day the child is born to fund four years worth of tertiary education, being the 145,000 uh, lump sum.
1: Now, most people would not have lump sums readily available to <laughs> to invest. So how much should you ideally be contributing each month towards your child's tertiary education?
0: So if we're looking at just the tertiary piece, then, uh, you know, using the various calculators that are available, uh, a figure of 900 rand per month, but growing every year with inflation uh, should get you there. So probably just to round up, say, 1,000 rand a month uh, at, at a starting point and then keeping pace with inflation every year.
1: What are the best products to invest in for your child's education?
0: Look, the simplest way to do it and the best way to do it, in in our view, is just to use a straightforward unit trust product. And, you know, obviously the question is, do you put the unit trust in the child's name? Do you put it in the adult's name? Uh, There's always the risk that when the child turns 18, they can, uh, you know, activate a withdrawal on that entire unit trust. So there is some risk there. So we generally advise uh, parents to uh, invest in their own names. And um, at least then they've got more control over those funds, uh, you know, for, for, for education purposes.
1: And then just staying on education, what happens to investment or policy, if anything, if your child decides not to pursue tertiary studies and maybe chooses to start their own business instead?
0: Yeah. So, again, you know, by using a unit trust portfolio, it's very flexible. So, it could be used for any purpose, um, and that would be, uh, uh, you know, up to the parents' discretion. If if it's uh, invested in the parents' names, um, they could decide if they're going to release funds for the purchase of a car or for the funding of a business or for education. It's, it's really nice and flexible from that perspective.
1: And are there any education products a parent should consider investing in to cover their child's education should anything happen to them?
0: Yeah, so there Jimmy, we're talking about life insurance products. So, you know, once again, um there are products available typically in the group life space where uh you know employees uh through their their group life cover will have a, a, an education protection benefit and basically what the insurer agrees to do is to pay for those um high school and uh, tertiary education costs until the child is done with 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 studying um, you know, if a person were to do those calculations in their personal capacity, it's, it's really part of the financial needs analysis and would make up part of the reason you would need life cover. Um, so, you you can always work back the numbers on a similar basis to what we've done now to get uh, the correct amount of cover in place. And and, if, and it could really just take place via a, a typical life insurance policy
1: and moving on from education if you want to have a nest egg to set up your children to either buy a car or have a deposit for a house later on in life what's the best way to go about this
0: yeah you're going to think i'm really boring here but again a unit trust would do the trick there's no holy grail or silver bullet a unit trust would would serve that purpose quite well
1: and what about tax free savings accounts maybe
0: you know, tax-free savings account. We tend to not encourage using those for for children because there lifetime limits on the contributions that can be made, um, and also the sort of saving for the kids' uh, education is a sort of a medium-term goal. So you wouldn't get the full benefit of. Uh, using a tax-free savings account, as you would using it for retirement purposes. Um, you know, also, by the time a child is 18, uh, uh, you know, uh, using money out of a unit trust, there's, there's not uh, likely to be that much of uh, tax implication, if any. So, typically not use the tax-free savings account for this purpose. Again, rather use the unit trust.
1: And if you want to jumpstart your child's investment journey, what are some of the products you should be looking at?
0: <laughs> Again, the <you> unit <know>, trust. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be, uh, you know, as I've, as I've mentioned, uh, a, a simple, straightforward way to do it. And uh, given all the flexibility, that, that would be the route we'd suggest.
1: I know some parents have also thought about maybe starting a retirement annuity for their kids. Would that also be an option?
0: It is an option um and it does offer some benefits uh obviously the biggest restriction being being accessibility so if the intention is to secure your child's retirement it's it's a massive uh benefit to uh put money in a retirement annuity for them uh just be aware that obviously uh you you can't withdraw from that unit uh, f- uh, from that retirement annuity until age fifty five um you know the 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 other sort of implication or something to be aware of is that there wouldn 't really be tax efficiency simply because the child would not typically be earning taxable income, so therefore there 'd be no tax benefit to putting money into the retirement annuity uh, on the initial contribution. However, all the growth inside that fund would be exempt from uh, you know, uh, exempt from tax over the lifetime of that investment. So so there would be some benefit in that regard.
1: And would it be worth it to maybe buy shares for your child?
0: Absolutely. You know, any any investment is uh, preferable to spending the money and, and having nothing to show for it. So absolutely, you know, um, you will get... Uh, uh, growth uh, in equity markets uh, typically south african equity markets have beaten inflation by about 7% per annum over the last 120 odd years so that essentially means that you you doubling your purchasing power every uh, every 10 years which which is quite significant you know so, you know, if you're investing a share portfolio in a child's name and you're doubling your purchasing power every 10 years, you know, by the time they, they turn 20, they'd have four times their amount of money, arguably, in, in real terms. Uh, and that is quite significant.
1: And once you've invested for your child or in your child's name, what are the tax implications you should be aware of?
0: Yeah, look um in your child's name tax implications uh we, there's obviously potential of capital gains tax um you know and 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 tax on any interest earned inside the investment um but there are abatements annual abatements and um the uh, the child for uh, you know before they're actually earning taxable income uh would the net effect is that they wouldn't end up paying any income tax at the end of the day because they'd fall below the tax threshold on on the um, capital gain side of things if they sold units and also on the uh, interest side uh, in, if they earned interest.
1: Thank you so much, Craig. That was Craig Tor, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest.
0: Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast hosted by Brita and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.